Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We drink tequila. We talk. Welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Talk, talk, talk. Here we go. Our first remote episode. Everybody, welcome to Team Tequila Talks. And if you're watching this visually, you notice that we are not in our normal studio. I have headed to Atlanta and give this whole remote thing a go with our special guest. We have my friend and tequila buddy, Milk from producing team Milk and Sis. They are Grammy and Latin Grammy award winning producers and songwriters and tequila enthusiasts. We love tequila. Thank you for having me. This is amazing. Oh, I'm so glad you're here joining us. Wait, I have a question. Can we add tequila Tequila. Yay. So yes. Sherry, Sherry likes to make up words. I do too. That's one that she made <laughs> up, and we're rolling with it here I at Team Tequila it. Talks. We are uh, pulling out the fancy pants cards today. We're doing a sipper. We like to mix it up sometimes here with cocktails versus sippers, and usually when we're doing a sipper, we like to get a little fancy. I reached out to Milk and said, hey, you're coming on our show. What are we drinking? And this girl loves Dragonis. I've seen her yank it out of her bag before in public places. And I still do that every week. And I, you know what? I fully support it. So here we are. We've got some Dragonis. And we start off every Team Tequila Talks with a cheers. That's nice. nice. Pretty hearty pour for you there. That's okay. That's okay. Probably going to be here for a solid 45 minutes. So let's go for it. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers in LA, Miss yes. Sherry on. Looks like you've got something interesting over there. I love that, well, that blood orange. Yes, and I ah. squeezed a little bit of it up in my cup. Okay, so that's, you know what, interesting point. We're going to get into this here and kind of the whole point of the episode. But on that topic, I have some oranges here because here at Team Tequila Talks, we usually steer clear of limes because it's a bit biting. And we've gone into previous episodes. We've talked about how, you know, we don't want to cancel the tequila flavors because we drink nice tequilas. Limes are okay if you're you're trying to drink margaritas. Well, right, as a a margarita base, etc. But more or less... We like to elevate the tequila sipping experience. We use grapefruits a lot. Love I don't happen to have any here today, yes. but we do use grapefruits a lot. Oranges, and then sometimes we get into other mixers. Mm-hmm. I had some oranges, and funny enough, Milk comes in and says... I'm allergic to oranges. Yes. Oh, that is <laughs> Which the I most... Which I don't know if I've ever... I mean, so you it's drink kind of a random tequila. allergy, but yeah. you're allergic to what you're allergic yeah. to. I've never heard of anybody that was allergic to oranges. Yeah, yeah but so I didn't have backup grapefruits. But that's okay. Well, isn't it's grapefruit nice. in the orange family? So it's just orange. It's not any other citrus. It's not lemon. It's not lime. It's not grapefruit. It's no other citrus. It's literally just the oranges. So anything in that orange family. Um, so the blood oranges, as beautiful as they are, um, I can't really do the juice um, too heavy, even though it's a modification. So some days it's good. You know how long it took me to learn that I was actually allergic to it? Like, I'm a big brunch girl. And I went and I would do brunch all the time and, you know, get mimosas. 
and be sick immediately following. You can be just in the vicinity of oranges, right? Of course. Oh, no, it's not, it's no anaphylaxic. It's all like You're internal sure digestion. As I'm sitting here yeah. an orange. I'm Literally. so sorry. I probably should have no, asked that first. No, it's good. It's all internal uh, gastrointestinal. So it's nothing uh, that happens outside. It's just that once it goes in, it eventually needs to find its way out. And it's not, it's not great for anybody. So oh. I, don't, I don't do it. I feel <laughs> like sesame seeds. Right. I feel like women suffer in silence, and I think if you're going to go to a brunch and have mimosas, you're not going to think it's the mimosa. It's like the <laughs> eggs. It's it wasn't until the test came back. A mimosa the test came never back, do this to me. And I was looking at the list. I said, you wouldn't you know it? Onions and oranges. So, like, and, like, the yellow onion, um, onions and the red onions. And I'm just like... For real, dude? Like, seriously? Like, this is what I'm allergic to? So, anyway. Now we know. It's a a thing. It's a whole thing. So, we pulled a page from the Team Tequila handbook, and I actually had some pineapple, turmeric, black pepper shots with a little lemon juice in my fridge. Yes. We've talked about taking those daily shots before, which I do, regardless of where I am, whether it be in Los Angeles or Atlanta or anywhere else I may be, I find it somewhere. Yes. There's a great juicery um, around the corner here, and I get some local fresh press stuff, and I have it in the fridge, and it turns out it makes an excellent chaser. An amazing chaser. So this is what this is what this is what the chase of the sipper that we're that uh, milk has for us. We are drinking Casa Dragones. Dragones, the house of the dragon. dragons. Yes. Yes. yes, like cojones, so but dragon. Right, but dragones. <laughs> So this is, I, I, as I mentioned, I've seen Milk drink this before. This this is kind of her go-to tequila. And we have previewed Casa Dragonis on the show before. And just as a nice revisit, if you notice that every single bottle is hand-labeled, batch-made, and hand-numbered and signed. There's a BP on here, approved by... BP. I don't know who BP is, but he's got a pretty good job if he gets to sit around and sip tequila and say yes or no. Press the red button I or really the green button. I really love that about these brands that are um, very intentional about everyone signing in signature blends and like stuff. That stuff is uh, important because growers and the the farmers, all those people matter throughout this process. So you don't just get to just say, oh, I you know it's it's. You know, I call them, you know, black label, just black label everything and say, oh, no, this is something I created and I came up with. It's like, no, there's a process to this. Yes. Someone had to do each step, you know. So yeah. I love that. Um, I love companies that support um, the entire process and making sure that their team gets recognized and everybody shines. Well, and that's one of the things that we noticed when we were looking into the history of Casa Dragones is they are very meticulous about their entire process. And what I like is that they even extend it to after they've handed it off to the consumer because they are one of the most sustainable brands Mm. of tequila. So they use a very, very modern process. You know, there's a lot of very traditional tequila companies, and we love those too. Of course. Absolutely. But Casa Dragona specifically, they use a very, very modern distillation process. They don't oak this tequila at all. They don't age it. It's not sitting there in barrels. And they're using water from 70 feet below a volcano. Oh, wow. So they've got all this these minerals coming through from the volcano and this water pools in an underground well and it collects all of these minerals. We're talking about chromium, selenite, magnesium, potassium, and all of these micronutrients that your body needs that aren't even on the back of a nutrition label when right. you're looking at it. You're never going to see it there. Um, I think they important. should start 
labeling tequila with all of their ingredients. Like if you're going to yes. have all these minerals, I mean, you can be a Say college so. kid and care about right. minerals. Like, oh, I'll buy that bottle instead of that bottle because at least it has minerals in it. Yeah. Well, minerals are important because they are the crucial factor in dehydration. So it, you can drink all the water in the world, but if you're drinking distilled water, it's going to go right through you and your body is not holding on to any of Correct. that hydration. Yeah. So you've got to make sure that you're balancing out the water intake with proper minerals. And a lot of times when you're drinking, especially if you're drinking low quality liquors or non-tequilas, it can really flush out a lot of those minerals from your body, which is what's going to give you headaches, cramps, right. even like if you go on a walk the next day and you say, oh, my foot's cramping up. Right. You can't figure out why. You're like, did I catch a Charlie horse and I've only been walking for like two minutes? Uh -huh. And you're trying to figure out why. I tell people that's why I, I primarily drink tequila because you just cannot, you cannot escape the benefits, right? Like I'm, I've just started a new... Um, program my weight loss program um which I'm, I'm over all of them but the the biggest thing was i was like the only thing and you know how i know you're legit or you're not legit is if you're not a legit program is when you're trying to say oh you have to cut out everything right you have to cut out all alcohol you have to do this and then i just look at them and i say so i know we aren't going to be friends because it's not the fact that um it's a problem about the drinking it's the fact that you won't even recognize or identify you, you believe the exclusion is doesn't create sustainability in general, right? Of any program. If you exclude all the things and you're trying to say, okay, you can't do this and you can never do it. When that person falls off program, it's usually because of something that you had a hard stop and that you didn't even give them any grace and were able to say, okay, well, if you do it this way or if you do it this way, it's like, okay, we recommend these many ounces, even if you're doing tequila or anything like that. And that's what the new program was kind of like mentioning to me. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I'll see what we get. You know, I'll stay tuned. I don't know. Well, it's not sustainable, right? When right. you are long term cutting everything out, it might work for a couple of weeks or even a month. Mm -hmm. There's a reason even the the whole thirty diet is thirty days because they say just do the thirty days, reset your system, mm -hmm. and then figure out what's bothering you. Right. So if you're cutting out all of these things and then all of a sudden something is bugging you, you you know what it is. You know what's setting you yeah, off. You, you get know? highly allergic right away when it comes back into your system because you've removed everything. Yep. So I appreciate all of those programs. Sure. We always preach balance here mm -hmm. at Team Tequila Talks. We love a good sweat and a good detox to retox. We put in all of the supplements. We get our workouts in, and then we happy hour. Okay, so... We're, we're friends, all of us. Now. Yes. Like, this is I my mean, life. People life. <laughs> always ask me, like, nutrition plus fun plus weight plus health. And I think we do a good balance here of all of those. I think we nice. care deeply about the tequila we sip and what we put in our body and also exercise and all that good stuff. So I do yeah. appreciate that about you, that you appreciate that. Yeah, listen, I'm 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 team all those those pillars because as as wives, as mothers, as as creatives, we you have to do and build things into your life that are sustainable. And if you don't, you end up burning out. And so I preach that from every corner of the world, if I can, of you know how do you get long term success? And we tell people it's it's the balance. It's the balance of okay, yes, I might be doing this, but on this day I'm not doing this. It's the moderation. It's 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 creating that, you know, that focal point is saying, okay, this is my hard stop. These are my boundaries. And that all that is okay. And being able to express that is, I mean, it's critical. Are you a Libra or are you just a true artist? 
I'm a, I'm a cancer. Okay. Oh well, balances, I, I feel like artists do that too. I mean, maybe not every artist, but I feel like that is something that we see a lot in the creative world is people preach balance. And it's about, you know, maybe you have a, like a crazy 16-hour day on set or in the studio, but then you go take a couple days off and just relax with your family. Right, or just talk to no one. I know some yeah, singers reset. that we get in the studio and they're like, so... Um, yeah, I was singing for like, you know, I had a show to prepare for. So after that show, like, you know, everybody's preparing for the Grammy. So it's like, after that, I am not speaking to another soul <laughs> for like three days. <laughs> I have a friend who literally does that all the time. She'll just like go MIA and people will be like, Hey, I was texting you. She was like, well, I'm not speaking to anyone. Like I need to like reset my brain to like well, go like, on to the next thing. Yeah, Like self care as creatives is probably a newer thing i think when we were yes. all on the lockdowns it was basically like forced forced and then some people got too comfortable with the lockdowns <laughs> and then couldn't come out of it some people were like animals in cages like get me out of it but i think <laughs> yes yeah but i think eventually <laughs> we all thought there's nothing wrong with staying at home and gathering your thoughts and kind of recalibrating Right. And also setting your, your boundaries. I always tell people, you don't balance is about boundaries. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't know that. And I think, you know, it is like a newer conversation amongst creators. Like you're saying, I absolutely believe that because I think for years, you know, we're being managed, right? Creatives are absolutely being managed by, you know, agents and the, the list goes on. I, I just call them the suits. So the suits will manage the creatives. And as they manage the creatives, it's more about the deadline. It's more about the work that needs to be completed, whatever that is. And it's like, but who created the deadline? Who, who built this timeline? Who did it? I, like, point them out. You? You built this timeline? Right. Move it. Right. <laughs> like, it's all arbitrary, move. really. It is. Right? What is time, right? Yeah. What is yeah. time? On that note, one of the reasons that I thought that you would be particularly suited for our first, <laughs> I guess, my first episode in Atlanta and our first episode remotely, which we're going to have to do sometimes because we lead awesome lives and we're so privileged and lucky to be able to travel and yeah. get to travel for work Such and get blessing. to travel for family things and and, and, and vacation, right? right. And, and we're really lucky to get to do that. But we still like to drink tequila. We still like to talk. So here we are. I just got to Atlanta and I have to say... I had a really hard time finding this tequila and finding good tequilas in general. Right. And this is interesting because Sherry and I went to this amazing place in Silver Lake called Barkeeper. And I they have old, over a – they're very eclectic. <laughs> and they have over a 100 brands of agave spirits. And I specifically like say – Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, we had to, we had to, it took us a while to pick a few because we were like, oh, this one, oh, this one, oh, this one. So our friends over at Barkeeper in Silver Lake were really amazing because they walked us through some of the options. But the reason they say agave spirits, and we've covered this in previous mm. episodes, is because in order to be a tequila, you have to be from... Jalisco. Jalisco mm -hmm. and tequila, Mexico. Mm -hmm. There's also some mezcals. But we picked up a bottle, which I'm excited to try at some point, of... Peruvian agave spirit, and it's supposed to be made in the fashion of a tequila, right. but it can't be called a tequila because it's from Peru. Correct. Sherry was talking some stuff about a rice-based tequila. Yes. I don't. We haven't gotten there That's yet. Japanese. I still think that she made that up. Maybe nice. we'll see if we can get our hands on it. It's a real true okay, fact. So 
Well, see, I, I love that um, because I'm um, I'm first generation Kenyan, and so we have farms in Kenya, and there's certain parts and certain altitudes where it's mostly like kind of desert-like, and I am very attracted to some of my family land that has the ability to grow cacti because I know that it wouldn't be really nothing to go ahead and put some agave in the grounds, and I understand all the rules and legalities about what I can't call a right. you know a tequila, but it will be is agave native. Because you said cacti are native, but are is agave native in Kenya? Because there's there's different there's, um, versions, and there's also export and import things you can do because they are building different spirit brands out there. There's quite a few, um, but not you know no one's explored that one. Like they're exploring rum, they're exploring you know even the clears and all of that. They're exploring the gins, and they're not exploring tequila in any way, shape, right. or form. So Were for there- me, I'm like. Oh, corner that market, yeah. girl. You've got uh, the listen, expertise. Listen. You've got the experience. Yeah, I'm excited. There's different, yeah, there's different types of agave. They just Tequila that we drink is 100% blue agave, but mm-hmm. there's multiple it's variations. Like, like I remember talking to this guy and he was saying, no, Sotol is the original tequila in Mexico. And I was like, I had never heard of it. I just looked it up last so night. S-O-T-O-L. It is ancient. It is a different agave plant. It is, And it's apparently what like the... It's like their moonshine. It's like so. We had learned a little bit at Barkeeper. They were showing us, for example, I think it was. Um, oh, there's one of the brands. I'm gonna have to look it up because there were so many. I felt inundated with tequila knowledge. The but we did take some notes, um, and there were a few that had different types within the same brand. There were different types of agave plant. And mm. we always say that here wow. at Team Tequila Talks, we only do 100% agave. Right. Now, generally, just because of the nature of tequila, that is a blue agave. Right. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it always has to be blue. Right. So we, we actually pulled a different type, a few different types of agave that we were going to sample in the future. Nice. More importantly, to come back to my point... I think that no matter where you are in your city or where you are geographically, you've got to find somebody that knows their shit. Because right. we walked into Barkeeper and they were so educated. So versed. They gave you everything that you needed and you walked away with a bunch of information. Yeah. I think that that was the beauty of being here for in Atlanta um, from a wine perspective. And we were right up the street. We, we also lived here in this area. And in this area... There was a wine store that's no longer here, but that's how, that was our first introduction to wine. Sis and I's introduction to wine came from like this super knowledgeable sommelier. And we was like, um, so what's going on? And then right after that, our anniversary, we were like, we need to go to, um, to, to, to wine country. And then he was like, yeah, but if you go, don't go to this place. He was like, go to Russian River. And he was like, go to Hellsburg and go and do this. And do. like, he gave us like this whole thing and it gave, it gave us such power when you go places and you feel knowledgeable, right? Like I spent a lot of time in Mexico. So I was getting my uh, my tequila experiences from being in those spaces. And they're like, this isn't tequila. This isn't tequila. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you get a chance to 
you know, like I tell people, I said, my education comes from boots on the ground. So I'm, I'm there and they're like, this is not tequila. <laughs> right. And then they like, they give you the, the, the history and they're like, this is why it's not tequila. This is why it's not tequila. So there's this new song out where this girl's like, what's not Atlanta. And everybody is like, um, first of all, that is actually Atlanta and where you were standing is not Atlanta. <laughs> so right. like, you know, let's Sherry not do that. that in LA all the time. <laughs> I know people go to Beverly Hills and they go, oh, this isn't what I expected in LA and Sherry an LA native goes nice, this I is not that. LA I'm Beverly like, Hills is not LA Hills. where did you go right right you couldn't find how many stores did you drive to I had to? to call several stores really yes and I had to go pretty close to Buckhead to yeah, get I was it. And they say, had, yeah. They had, which, 20 minutes away, maybe 20 with traffic or okay. 15, something like that. I don't know. Um, Atlanta's, Atlanta's busy, but it's not necessarily sprawling. It's no, not it's big, congested. But it's busy. It's just congested. It's busy energy, yeah. but everything is pretty condensed, I think. Yeah, I agree. So I had to go several neighborhoods up, we'll say that. Um, and I called and they had one bottle. That is nuts. Of Dragona's left. In Buckhead? In, yeah, So that bottle. was, I, I, I believe also, so Sis and I moved out of Buckhead in 2020 with the pandemic and everything. So we moved out of Buckhead, but we were, we were essentially here for eight years. So I believe that if they are missing a Dragone supply, it is because of our true socialization of this bottle <laughs> in this area. Because chain. nobody was drinking Dragones <laughs> until we started <laughs> pulling it off of the shelf. We were shipping it um, during the pandemic because it was a little harder to find um, here. Our close um, where we were getting it, they were having supply chain issues. So mm -hmm. they weren't able to get it. We were um, boxing it. Uh, Georgia allowed the shipping laws to change. So you could like get it from kind of like anywhere, you know? Oh, wait. Georgia has different laws for alcohol than California. Yes. Is this? Yeah. Yes. Well, every state is state to yes. state, state to state. And I find that the southern states, I know that when I grew up in Texas, you couldn't buy liquor after a certain time before yeah. a certain time. You couldn't serve liquor before noon unless it was with food. And liquor stores are separate than where you can buy beer or wine. And all of that was applying to twelve. All of that applied to Georgia. However, we you know we lived through all of that. We 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 socialized through all of that. Look, I can go <laughs> because pick up my daughter, and some mom has wine or something in her trunk. like in a in a carafe or something like that. Anywhere in California at right. any time. It's basically. not that they were like. Like, like we we were part of that legislation. We had to vote on it. Like what was the time that you had to get alcohol? And we were like, seriously, this twelve thirty thing on Sunday? Like, I will, well, it is twelve thirty now, but it right, you couldn't get alcohol anywhere on Sunday, like at all for like years. It wasn't until like a couple years ago that you really could. The legislation had changed, and we all had to vote on it, like in order to get that. So essentially, if there's a problem finding dragonas, it's because I no longer live in the city in that way, and I am fully responsible for for that shortage, and um, and I'm okay with it. But we used to ship it from New York or Jersey because also it's cheaper. It was cheaper in the other states. They were selling it here for like a 20 to 30 percent markup for the dragon it was nuts we were like i'm sorry how much did you say that was and that's not an añejo like we're talking about the blanco right when we brought it when we brought those two bottles up there we were just looking at them like what 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 was the total and they're like oh yeah with this i said even with shipping this is but more I, when i was googling it because i was trying to find it maybe this is a helpful tip for anybody that's listening I was trying to find Dragonus, and what do you do? You go into Google and you Google 
Dragonis Tequila Atlanta, mm-hmm. right? Because maybe someone's got it on their website or right. maybe it's going to show you high-end liquor stores in your neighborhood, whatever. Yeah. That's just a good starting point, right? And I noticed that there were several wholesale online websites. So Sherry, you and I are going to have to look into this for sure. But there are some websites that are basically online versions of Costco mm-hmm. for liquor stores and you can get closer to wholesale prices delivered to your door. So yeah. I don't know why I'm just now finding out about this. That was new during the pandemic. Holy so all smokes. of my Wait, is that in LA too? My- they deliver anywhere. They deliver anywhere. anywhere. It's and online. especially if they allow But shipping. it takes time. So here's yeah. here's here's kind of the problem. Is it takes time because basically we're used to, oh my gosh, we're going to go somewhere. We're going to go to an event. We're going to go to right. a, I need a something. It now. Right. I need it now. And so you go to BevMo or you go to your barkeeper in Silver Lake or you go to your local spot and you get something fun or you get a, oh, yeah. I need a gift. I'm going to get a fun gift. Right. He's always my gift. I right. get tequila. But you're not, you're usually not planning ahead right. as in, oh, I need this $300 bottle ahead of time. But I found the Clase Azul Anejo and it was on this website for like 450 bucks. Right. And you go into a liquor store, it's like 1200 Exactly. Which like, is crazy. And the, $1,200, we're talking about sustainable earlier. $1,200 is not a sustainable, sustainable habit. It's not a sustainable habit. Um, it's just not. Sherry, I mean, do you have money not, I don't know about? It's not sustainable, <laughs> but it might be What's necessary. Money in your no, but it might be For necessary. special occasions. Special occasions, I'm totally yeah. with the higher-end bottles. Yeah. I tell people there's two things. If you ever invite me anywhere, I'm either bringing tequila or I'm bringing Tiffany's. So we're talking about weddings ooh, and all kinds ooh, of other ooh. stuff. There's only two things I do, tequila or Tiffany's. We only, so it depends on where you fall in my range right. of friends. Well, let we, me, right. let we me remember a... to invite you <laughs> to my next To any anniversary, situation. dinner, whatever. Yeah, I got you covered. <laughs> well, we love a fancy guest here at Team Tequila Talks. Speaking of fancy, let's talk about the thing that has been on everybody's social media and oh mine gosh. and happy hour conversation. The slap heard round the world. Can, can I, I get am, some more tequila? You may get some we, more let tequila. Let's just let's get some more tequila going before we have this conversation. Yeah. Let me pull up my Will Smith notes. Okay. Please. All right. Sherry, pulling up your Will Smith notes, talking about being fancy, the fanciest thing in certainly all of Hollywood. I wouldn't say all of the world, but is there a more notably glam public event than the Oscars? I'm sure somebody's princess's wedding somewhere was in a castle and was maybe more fancy and more star-studded. But when we're talking about the epitome of glam, and you ask probably 100 people on the street, they're going to say the Oscars. Right. And I, I just just a quick note. Um, we, a few years ago, we did um, we did a lot of the Jamie Foxx stuff that it relates to. Um, and I bring it up because there's both music and acting, right? So that's pertinent to this. So the um, we did Laugh-A-Palooza for him. And that was the first time it was on TV. When the next year, when he won the Grammy for Blame It!, he had basically essentially a Grammy week parties and stuff like that. The Grammy official party that he had at the Conga Room was starkly different than the party that was at the Viceroy or Viceroy, however you say it. Um, the one that was more with the actors and like, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal's walking around and you got Gerard Butler running around, you know, like you got anybody who's ever been with Jamie Foxx at any particular movie for any reason was at that event. 
it's a different animal. So I would say like, you know, as a mu- as a music person, I would love to say, oh, it's the Grammys. The Grammys is also a very, you know, public stage or stuff like that. However, I feel like as as far as fancy goes, I think that the Oscars just has, they've got fancy kind of on lock in that way. So no, to answer your question, there is no current, of, no currently happening event that is bigger. I will say, like, like, I, said, like I said, public event, because yeah. I'm sure that some Televised. somewhere. Yes. Right, yeah. right, right, yeah. right. So at mm-hmm. the Oscars, for anybody that did not see it and or did not see it on social media or anywhere on the internet... Chris Rock was doing a bit of a bit, as comedians do, and he mentioned Jada Pinkett in his, it wasn't a monologue, I guess, because he wasn't opening, but in his his time on stage. He was presenting. He was presenting. presenting an award. Right, right. And apparently he has mentioned Jada before, and it's been a problem before, but he mentioned a joke about Jada not having hair, and... I'm sure most people at this point know that Jada has alopecia, which means that she has a hair loss condition, a medical condition, and Will Smith walked up on stage, and I mean, I kept saying this when it happened. People said he hit him. I go, he bitch slapped him. If if I'm going to (laughs) pick a name, well, that's what I kept saying is everybody said, oh, he hit him or he smacked him, and I go, guys... It also depends on it depends on the context of who's watching and who what what um what level they're at in the in the world, right? Because every lawyer I spoke to uses assault. Yes. Like every every lawyer I talk to is like assault. assault, assault. I'm like, like, hey, no, it's not not, but like for uh local colloquialisms, we're talking like everybody is using different semantics. It all means the same thing. Somebody got hit, somebody got hit, somebody got hit. But I think to say bitch slap is probably more accurate than the word assault, even though the definition falls under that. Because right. when you think of assault, you've seen, right. you know, we've seen videos where someone just mauls someone or just. Right. And then there's an aftermath and then there's stuff like that. I think that because of the. Um, the short lived or even the timing of everything and how it all kind of like, it was so quick. It was shocking, right? Yeah. It, that's what really we're talking about. Right. We're talking about the shocking nature of how it just well, like, yeah. and there's different, the same way that there's different categories of larceny or burglary. There are mm. different categories, criminally speaking of assaults because right. they're, I don't know exactly what they are. I'm not a lawyer. We love giving out disclaimers here on Team I love that Talks. Don't take our medical advice. Don't take our legal advice. Right, because we are not no. the experts. Right. <laughs> but uh, there is probably like a Class A, Class B, Class C assault. Mm-hmm. And there's probably a felony, mm-hmm. meaning you put someone in the ICU. And there's probably a misdemeanor C, which right, is you walked up walking, on stage talking. on the Oscars. Right, and, and I embarrassed one. you. Right, right, and I embarrassed you. And that was the end of it and call it a day. Right. right. I think, there's different variations. I think the internet went a little nuts. With this, I do now. Too. I think yeah. it was absolute. I was in a bar, guy, watching this. I was, you guys, I was in a bar watching this with subtitles, and this, all of a sudden, the subtitles go out. Wick, Rick, oh my god, I said Rick. I said Rick, my husband's name. Will walks on stage and he smacks him, and we were just kind of sitting there like, this can't be that real. Like it just can't possibly right. be that real. It's a bit, but I knew it wasn't a bit because I'm a huge Will Smith fan, probably the biggest Will Smith fan on the planet. 
Will is a consummate professional. The man will never break or crack. He has a undercharacter. So you're saying it's not a bit because he lost his shit. Because he started cursing. Not trying to rhyme here. He started from the audience. He started cursing from his seat. If it was a bit, he wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't have cursed. And when Chris Rock said, oh shit. Will Smith just slapped me. He's also right. a consummate professional. And he knows you can't say shit on live TV with a 30 second delay. So I was like, they both just cursed. Like, okay. Right. So with the 30 second delay, I found out I'm watching this in, in a, over a hundred year old theater. It was so amazing. Little boutique theater in the garden district. It was Dope. so fun. And Everyone in there is not really Hollywood, and they keep saying, oh, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. And I go, you guys, the producer in the van sitting outside of the theater just hit the dump button. Right, and because that's what, what they uh, don't know. Can what you a please lot of people tell people what that is? Know, okay, it's is not that when you build in a live yeah. event, you build up a buffer. You build up the anywhere delay, from right. 10 seconds to maybe a minute and so it's live but there's a several second mm-hmm. delay and they do that in case someone gets up and has an excuse where they or excuse where they get up and they have um a thank you speech i don't know why i said excuse i meant thank you speech where they address the audience and they sit, drop a bunch of mother efforts right yeah. yeah and so they what they can do is they can dump the audio they can also dump the video in case there's a streaker on stage behind. Right. like you just don't under you just don't know what's going to happen in live tv so they always build these buffers in and i think our conversation yesterday really kind of like kicked off my thought process of why most people feel like it's staged and it's really unfortunate so i'll start my point of view of the of the the, the issue is that there was no protection for Will or for Chris. Where was security? Where was security? How Where come was, no one came up? No one came up. No one said anything. No one stopped Will. Nobody stopped anybody from this occurring, right? Well, and and they, then you televised it. You let it roll. I was like, whoa. They didn't have to run up on stage and tackle him. No, no, no. They but they could have come also, up and grabbed his arm and said, sir. But you guys. With, you need to come with, with, us. with the delay, that, they, could, they had several moments they could have done that. They... At any award show, Grammys, Oscars, Golden Globes, you have actors running up on stage, hugging people, high-fiving people. There's bits all over the place. So I read Will Packers, who was the producer of this year's right. Oscars, little Hollywood. I love Will Packer, but still. Love, well, I read, it, I read his interview the other day, and he said, it's Chris Rock delivering a, a joke, and what we see is Will Great. Will's going to walk on stage and it's going to be two comedians, two, two actors, and they're going to be funny. And so as a producer, do you say get Will off? He's like, I mean, he, the man has 6.5 billion in box office. Okay. You don't stop him. You could stop a great TV moment. So he's like, we were sitting in the room and he's like, this is going to be excellent. Then it wasn't excellent. Then everyone was not froze. Excellent. Everyone froze because I believe. And it was still rolling. No, no. <laughs> like nobody stopped. No. I think everyone was like, commercial. wait, he said there was a minute where he was like, wait. So what was that? And I think the human condition is wired. Yeah. We're all programmed, used to being programmed a little bit where when these events these happen, fun yeah. happens and we're waiting for the fun. So. So do you think that I've seen a meme floating around or not a meme, but I've seen a photo 
of the incident floating around and it looks like there's a pad on Chris's cheek. Now, I personally... It was photoshopped. They just... Uh, the Oscars, I believe it was photoshopped. Yeah, the Oscars just said that was not an authorized photo. It was photoshopped. No, yeah. I believe it was photoshopped. Yeah. I, I do too. That is floating around and... That's why you always you can't always trust the internet yeah. for validity. You got to do your own research. You got to yeah. read your own labels. That's what so they like true. to say here at Team Tequila Talk. But I think, do you want to? Uh-huh. No, go oh. for it. I was going to say really quickly. Do you want to be this security guard who grabs Will Smith, who appears to just be walking on stage? I don't want that. Do job. you want to be this? No, I don't. I don't. I don't want that job. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want that job. But being amongst celebrities as all of us have been constantly sometimes there is a reeling in effect right sometimes you don't may not want it but there is a reeling in effect that does need to happen at times there it could be at a party it could be it could be amongst friends it could be anything and sometimes debates get heated because we're all creatives whatever the case is and the tequila may, and the may, tequila not be, may flowing. be flowing or not flowing and you don't know what the situation was or the conversation at the table i felt like there's too many unknowns for people to make any other um judgments versus saying a bad situation happened on both sides and what we should be taking away from this is the fact that we need to be protecting these people versus waiting for them to have a funny moment right or a failure moment yeah. or a failure moment because that's to me i felt like I, I i just i was so heartbroken just watching it because i'm seeing two people that you know float around their circles know a lot of people you know different things like you said big fan you know all of those different things and just watching that moment doesn't give me a side it gives me just disappointment it just gives me like uh i wish this didn't happen and the interesting thing is too that brings up a really good point i noticed we're living in really dichotomous times. And we don't really talk a bunch about politics here at Team Tequila Talks. We like to keep it light as we're drinking tequila. Right, However, as a broader spiritual perspective, we are living in uh, some very dichotomous times right now. And I noticed going on the internet after that almost everyone was either Team, team Chris, Chris or, or Team, team Will. Will. And how about instead we can say... Yes, it was inappropriate to make a joke about someone's medical condition when they're right in front of your face and it's on live TV. But also, yes, it was inappropriate to walk on stage and slap someone on live television. Both can be true. You are allowed to not choose a team here. You're allowed to say this whole event was unfortunate because it never really ends well when we're bringing violence into the picture. I think it's because we're parents. I think it's because we're parents. We can look at it objectively and say, I wouldn't enjoy if that was my daughter, right? I wouldn't enjoy, and I have had my industry run-ins and, you know, very harsh conversations with people in different spaces because of disrespect, right? But my thing is, when the when the cameras are rolling, that's what they're looking for. That's the story that everybody is waiting for. So that's why I feel the necessary to protect creatives under pressure, right? right? The the need to, to, to make sure that even when I'm not at my best self, there's at least a safeguard there to say, you have no idea what kind of pressure I'm under. That that uh, event or something like that, like I'm showing up and smiling for the cameras, but I'm dealing with also real life and things that are happening. And it's not OK for you to just to just dismiss that because well, I, wanna, I, I read uh, one of my classmates from Howard was like, you know, I'm not rich enough to um, to have these kind of 
uh, discussions. And I laughed and I said, but I also said, but see, that's the problem is because it was there for your enjoyment. So you, you partaked in it, but now you don't want to be a part of the conversation when the conversation is, Hey, this is unfortunate. It shouldn't have happened. But if we start building in safeguards where we, 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 we don't attack the big, we start to attack the bigger monster that's facilitating these things and not the creatives that are participating. Right. Because there's a lot of pressure that comes down on us, but nobody is like talking about that. They're like, you know, there's a lot of jokes. There's a lot of things that's been happening. If you've been the butt of the jokes way too many times, you might be set well, It might be one too well, many. That's, I mean, I read Will Smith's book. If you haven't and you are any sort of creative, a painter. That was, uh, and, he, Bark Manson helped write that. He's one of yeah, my favorite Well, that authors. book is absolutely stunning of an admission for a man of his power to talk about his trauma and i think that's very a lot of people don't like going down that road and he's very specific about in many chapters about the abuse he's taken in this industry and has been movie star will and he's a, and he has to turn it on and someone disrespects you You're talks expected. about talks about your right. kids talks about your wife and he links all of that back to being a man and a protector but no, 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 you can't protect. You're the movie star. He talked about his mother's abuse at his father's hand and has a kid. He never stood up to his dad. And he felt like, here I am repeating my failures as doing a son. Doing it again. And I'm doing it again right. to my kids and my wife. And I really think it was a display in my mind and what I see and what I've read and what I know about Will being in this industry. It was the right sentiment the wrong action at the wrong time because his kids well, and the interesting thing too is i think that for him it was very humanizing yeah and a lot of people forget that these celebrities are not they just actually tell you you don't get to be a human you're managing symptoms you don't care really about my mental health you don't care how i'm dealing with my trauma you don't care what's going on with me for real on both sides right because chris rock has probably his own things and things he's going through as well so he's he i he commented and said or you know it was put out there i don't know if he commented because there's a lot a lot he of didn't comment it yet yeah, and I and I feel I feel like that's also a misconception is like who is talking for these people? I, I have so there's so many examples. Like this is just the current example, but we have a history of examples where something wild happened, right? And one side is speaking and a whole nother side is quiet, and then what happens to that other side that's quiet is also often overlooked. Like you don't know what really happened because you weren't right there you weren't even if you had mics even you if you had audio even if you you know what i mean you're missing some key components of connection here right you're missing the fact that when that happened that triggered this and everything is a chain reaction so you're missing how those things came right about. and i think the history of those two and you know what i did me and my husband said let's pay attention to the people who know will who aren't saying a damn thing his camp right his group of friends are the every interview they went to silent quest love everyone was like i can't believe will smith ruined quest love's moment quest went to the vanity fair party he was like oh no that's big bro i'm still baby boy um south philly in the house 
Like, right, because he's South Philly in the house. Does that make sense? Like, I remember my husband was performing with Quest and all of them. These guys are genuine humans, right? What you're trying to do is get a news cycle going. You're looking for sound bites. Yeah. Stop looking for sound bites. Look for the humanistic aspect of right. this. And then let's move on as a culture forward so that we're not tearing down two black men to, to, to decide on whatever platform you think is the best way to do it. Right, this. and I think um, Will spoke. And will apologized, and I'm a he read. He did. I, he released he, an apology, and mm-hmm. people couldn't believe that people a in the room didn't stop it. And I'm like, well, well, of course you don't, because you've never been on a movie set or anywhere where people don't oh, stop. And, and how many people? In a, a percentage anything. of humans have been to the Oscars. Right, right? we're talking about I have bucket been to list. The Oscars. Yeah, I haven't been to the Oscars. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with that. I, I'm percentage. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I haven't been. My husband's been, but. Um, they were like, I can't believe then they gave the man a standing ovation. And I think what people don't realize. Well, hold on. I got to jump in right here Whoa. because I got to clear up one thing for a lot of people who don't know how the Oscars work. And I actually didn't realize. And, you know, forgive me if you're listening and you do know this, but just trust me when I say a lot of people do not, do not based on the room that I was in that night. He was not awarded and given the award in the two minutes before they presented a trophy backstage. Because so of his a lot behavior. of people said, how could they give him the award after he did that? How was he voted over some of the candidates after he did that? Those envelopes were signed a week before the show. And you can't change them. You cannot Same thing for the Grammys. Them, which if anything wild happens during next week's Grammys, well, this Sunday's Grammys. sealed envelopes. That has our, we have already cast our votes. There is nothing you can do. You can feel however you want, but you we have already done it. You can change your mind. You can change your mind. I can change my mind. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I've already cast that's my a, vote and said who I believe in. Yeah, that's in. a good point because I saw that a lot online. And I also saw how people thought, what a bunch of cowards in that room and I was watching it online and I was like oh wow why is everyone in a coward now like you've never sat back and seen a friend wild the fuck out and then you've been like and didn't do nothing about it and you were like okay so now that I'm out of my shock moment are you okay is there anything that I can fucking do and that's what I think about like you know Tyler Perry or anybody else who ran up to Will and counseled him in the corner that nobody's talking about or any of the other things it's like you we're, the moment happened, everybody was like, what the fuck? And then everybody's like, oh, shit, like, let me do something. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Well, like, you're paralyzed. I mean, you're in the biggest stage true. on the world. Everyone says, I would have tackled Will and, and punched him. And you can't him. believe it. You, don't know, you wouldn't have done anything. Shoes. Shut up. You're not in those shoes. <laughs> and I have said this multiple times. There are seven and a half billion people on this planet and you don't know. You can say, if I were in that position, I would do this. But you did not walk those shoes to get to that position. Correct. And you don't know what you would do. Right. Because you know what you would do in a vacuum. Yes. Right. But you the bubble that know. you created around you. But you know what? It could be very different because maybe you're surrounded by a bunch of your friends. Maybe you're with your spouse. Maybe you have history with that person. And you don't know. We're talking Again, about like a 20-second clip. That's that's such a big um, uh, a word right now. Like the the sentiment is you don't, you don't know, you don't, you don't, uh, you can't imagine, right. you can't even like this didn't happen to you, well, so you don't even know how you would respond in the same situation. Well, Stop putting yourself in other people's shoes when you haven't walked in them. So let me, I want to make this point before we go, but there's a famous saying saying 
you don't know what you don't know. And I think people hate not knowing, so they kind of make it up. So what I believe has happened, I've seen a lot of abuse survivors online basically being like, this was triggering for me. Will needs help. So I almost tweeted to this one lady, but I kept my composure. But I was like, no, that's the first sign that you need help. You can't be walking right. around. Be triggered. triggered. You. You're triggered. You're Stop using my moment you to be triggered. You cannot control other people. Right. And I said, Will Smith. your best yeah. efforts. And I said, Will Smith smacked Chris Rock. There's only two people involved. Kathy Griffin said, the comedian said, um, oh, now I'm afraid to perform on stage. I'm like, how are you making this oh, about you? come how on. How are you making this? How dare you make this about narcissism. you? Narcissism. And then I think Judd Apatow <sighs> tweeted a bunch, but then deleted a bunch. Because obviously it wasn't great where he said Will Smith could have killed him. And that's very tropey. You know, that's very like an open hand slap. Like it takes a lot to kill somebody. He didn't punch him. Like, 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 is he a a Navy SEAL? But y'all, y'all, y'all watch too many movies. Is what I like to tell people. It's like you watch too many movies. I appreciate, I appreciate the fandom, but it is the Oscars. On that note, we're gonna cheers a farewell. Milk and Sis, check them out on Instagram. Their music speaks for itself. Sherry, I'm Gonzalez, Cassandra Mel. This is Team Tequila Talks. Make sure that you like and subscribe and all the things. You know what to do. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.